Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallum. The News and Observer reports that a Cary, North Carolina-based company called SAS has just released its special graphics accelerator software. This software helps the visually impaired engage with graphs and charts through sound. The free software, or internet plugin, lets blind users know that there's a SAS-created chart on a website. The visual chart is converted into alternative formats, such as sound, tables, and text descriptions. For instance, while using headphones or speakers, the sound moves from the listener's left to the right ear of the person as the person navigates along the graph's x-axis using the keyboard. SAS's Senior Manager of Accessibility and Applied Assistive Technology, Ed Summers, and former Speaking Out guest, Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution Senior Scientist and former Graphics Accelerator, Beta tester, Dr. Amy Bauer, joins us to talk about the new technology. Welcome to the show, everyone. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Amy and Ed, why don't you first tell us a little bit about yourselves? Okay, Ed, I'll let you take the start. Okay, thank you. My name is Ed Summers, and I'm Senior Manager of Accessibility here at SAS. So everyone knows, I have retinitis pigmentosa, and I've lost almost all of my vision. A little bit left, and it's just enough to be dangerous. So I am a... Obviously, a, a daily user of, uh, of assistive technology and screen readers such as JAWS and VoiceOver. And, of course, I'm a daily user of my wonderful guide dog, Chewy. What's the history of uh, SAS in a nutshell, Ed? I hear that they're the business analytics software leader. Uh, well, SAS is the market leader in business analytics. And basically what that means is that when organizations need to analyze data, make better decisions based on the insights they gain from their data, they typically use SAS. That's very amazing how SAS came along with the development of the software industry. What was the motivation for the company to create the Graphics Accelerator? SAS has used at more than 83,000 sites around the world, and that includes more than 3,000 institutions of education. One of the things that's prevalently used by our customers when they're analyzing data is data visualization. Data visualization is inherently visual, so we've been working for several years to understand and gain the value of digital data visualization. Just a few weeks ago, we got to the point where we were ready to release and announce this product called the SAS Graphics Accelerator, uh, which does exactly that. And how does the Graphics Accelerator do just that? With the latest version of SAS, which is called 94M4, you can create data visualizations that have metadata included within them. Data visual, uh, the metadata is included within the graphs and charts. You can't see it with your eyes, but it's there. And when those graphs are published on the web, for example, or you view them in a browser instantly after you create them, if you're analyzing your own data, the SAS Graphics Accelerator basically uses that metadata to render the graphics using a variety of alternative formats. And currently at this time, the formats are a text description, tabular format of the data that was used to create the graph, and also interactive exploration using sound. Sound, you say? You mentioned sound. How does the sound help the blind navigate the graphs? 
when the graphics accelerator displays the graph using sound, it's very interactive. The user can explore the graph using their error keys and some other modifier keys on the keyboard. And they can explore point by point. They can play the entire graph. And then the, we use some rules, what I would call the bread and butter of vacation. We map the x-axis to the left and right speakers so that the location of a data point on the x-axis can be determined or localized by the user between the pans between the left and right speakers. And also, we map the y-axis to pitch. Data points that are visually low on the y-axis have a low pitch, and data points that are visually high on the y-axis have a high pitch. I have an example here that I can play you quickly if you are interested. Sure. Okay, so this is a bar chart, and uh, it contains about 38 bars, and I'm going to play it from left to right, and I'm going to issue one command that does that. And, of course, we can play it backwards. tones that you hear are basically represent the height of each bar in a bar chart. And the height of each bar, of course, is reflected by the pitch. And of course, we can explore it one data point at a time. And I'll need to slow down JAWS quickly. Slower, 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 slower. Because I'm a speed demon. And now, we can play each data point by exploring them with our error keys here. Chevrolet 27, Mercedes Dashband 26, Ford 23. And I'm just playing them one one data point at a time. I see how that works. Excellent. Amy, have you ever experienced the pitch change when making an XY-axis graph on the accelerator? Oh, yes. Um, and just by way of background, I, too, have retinitis pigmentosa. I've had it and been legally blind for about 30 years, and I'm a research scientist in oceanography in Woods Hole. So as my vision has diminished, I have been searching for and watching for ways to access graphics. And when I heard about Ed and the, his team and the Graphics Accelerator, I was really excited because I felt like this was really a um, cutting-edge tool that I could imagine actually using in my research. I contacted Ed and expressed my interest. He asked me if I'd like to be a beta tester for the Graphics Accelerator, and I eagerly accepted. I have been exploring graphics that Ed has made with SAS using data of different types that he has put into this format. But he also has put into this format some of my own research data. And so I've been able to explore those graphs of my own data with this sound. And so I've definitely experienced the high pitch and low pitch and not only can you get an overview, which is the tumbling sounds of all the notes in a row, but you can also, as Ed just showed, explore data points point by point with the arrow keys. So you can stop at some point along the graph and say, well, wait a minute, what, what value does that data point have? And, and you can explore that point and the points around it very easily. These sounds really make it easy for the blind to find out where they're located on the created graph. And how do our users create graphs using the accelerator? Well, there's kind of two scenarios that we've tried to solve. First scenario is that users encounter a graph on the web, in course materials, in an academic journal, you name it. That graph has been created by SAS, the latest version of SAS, with the new accessible graph option turned on. Then the accessibility of the graph is embedded in the graph. People with vision can see the graph. People without vision or low vision can access it. These alternative presentations very seamlessly using the accelerator, and uh, all that works really, really nicely. 
just one more thing about that particular scenario. We designed this so that data scientists and statisticians, professors, you name it, so that those people don't have to be experts in this field of accessible data visualization. We wanted to make it really, really easy for them to do their thing, kind of create a graph visually, turn on one switch, which is the accessible graph option in SAS, and then enable the accessibility that, that we've been discussing here and uh, that we've demonstrated. So that's the first scenario. The second scenario is what I call accessible data, uh, I'm sorry, accessible data science. And that is, an example would be Dr. Bauer. She is a working scientist. She has her own data. She needs to analyze that data and do it independently. She can do that using SAS in a variety of ways. You know, she can use uh, the enterprise class SAS that's used in 83,000 sites around the world. Or if she just wants to learn and start playing with the accelerator because, you know, maybe she's not ready to incorporate this in her production work yet, she can download a version of SAS called SAS University Edition. And SAS University Edition is kind of a little bit of a scaled-down version of SAS that's freely available. You can download it yourself and install it, get it promoted in a few minutes uh, on Windows or Linux or uh, or a Mac. Once you do that, you can start importing your own data, analyze that data, create graphs, and then access those graphs with the accelerator. And, you know, obviously that's a really tight turnaround. If you're analyzing your own data, you're doing all those things in real time. You may create a graph, gain some insights, determine that you need to go off and explore something else or subset the data and that kind of interactive process of looking at the data, exploring further and refining your analysis, that is really the process of accessible data science that we are, we are solving. How does the university edition help those students who are in STEM fields, the science, the technology, the engineering, and the mathematics fields? Yeah, well, you know, the great jobs of today and tomorrow are, will be in these, <laughs> in these STEM fields. And what's critical with all of these STEM fields is the ability to analyze larger and larger amounts of data because we are surrounded by data and, and more data is being created you know, as we speak. It's just a torrent of data available to us. And if you're working in research or, or in business, you, know, you need to be able to get your hands around that data and gain the insights. If you're, let's say that you're uh, interested in some kind, of, some kind of a STEM field and you're taking a statistics class in college as a requirement, FAST University Edition is an excellent choice for that class because one, it's self-service in the sense that as a student, you can just go download it yourself. You don't need permission from anybody to do it. There's online training that is also accessible, as well as the interface of SAS University Edition is accessible. Uh, it's not perfect, but it's it's pretty good. I use it every day. And then we've also created a document called the SAS University Edition Quick Start Guide for Students with Visual Impairments. And that's about an eight-page document. It's a complement to the other getting started documentation that we provide for just the mainstream use case. And what it does, it defines the uh, the uh, tested configuration. So, for example, what what version of of screen reader, you know, what what screen reader should be used, what virtualization software, which is something that is required for University Edition, what browser, and how do you set up this software for so that you can quickly get up from it and start using it using a screen reader. Let's talk about text descriptions. Can you give us some examples of some of the descriptions for our listeners and tell us how the feature works? Sure. Let's look at the text description for this chart we just looked at. How about that? On. Chart. Chart. Cars I make settings button. Help button. Oh. Yeah, let me slow it back down for you. Yeah, let's slow it down. Slow, 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 slow. <laughs> I'm a speed demon. Bar chart showing cars I make. All right. So this is the text description for the bar chart. What this text description does, it provides the broader context for the person who can't see the graph. And this is the first, actually the first screen that you access. When you locate the graph, it's embedded within a web page. There's a little button that's added called Accelerate. And if you activate that button, then 
you immediately access this text description view. So I'll just walk through this one paragraph at a time. This content is generated dynamically from the graph uh, automatically, and it's just a web page that you're accessing that's been dynamically generated on the fly. So the way that I'm doing this, what I'm reading this, is using my control down arrow within JAWS. So I'll just press control down arrow. Heading level two bar chart. So the type of graph is a bar chart. Title colon card by mate. That's your title. And that was provided by the person who created the graph. X-axis colon label is quote mate quote. Type is categorical. There are 38 categories. Categories are Toyota, Chevrolet, Mercedes, Dashman, Ford, DM. Okay, so that's your X-axis. Basically, it contains different types of cars. Next paragraph. Y-axis colon label is quote frequency quote. Ranges from 1 to 28. Type is continuous. Scale is linear. So your Y-axis, the measure there is frequency. And what that means is that out of this entire data set, we want to know how many different cars are of the particular make. So, for example, how many cars in the data set are Toyota versus Chevrolet versus Mercedes-Benz? And that's what frequency means. This bar chart contains 38 bars. So there's 38 bars, and then we'll keep going. Heading level 2 sonification. And here's where we get to this, uh, the link we can access for sonification. Excellent. Amy, what text descriptions have you heard on the graphs? Just uh, what... Ed played. I find that extremely useful, the description of the x-axis. I still have a little bit of usable vision, maybe enough to see the gist of a curve, but I can't read the text that labels the axes. So to have the accelerator read, like, what's the minimum? What's the maximum? What is the unit? You know, in this case, it was make of the car, frequency. I mean, to have all that text that I can't access at all, have the, having that read in the text description is really helpful. I think for low vision people, that might be the main feature of the accelerator that they access. For someone with a little less vision, then maybe they explore the data with the sound as well. That's very cool. How do the users create the tables on the accelerator? Part of what's automatically generated as well, in addition to the uh, text that we just heard, is, a, is basically the data in the table is represented in a tabular format. So I'm on the same page that we were on earlier, and I'm just going to press H to go to the next heading. Data heading level 2. Here's a section of the page that contains data. I'll just press the control down arrow again. Displaying up to the first 20 rows of data. So here, oh, we don't display all the data because, for example, some of Dr. Bauer's graphs, they contain hundreds of data points, and that would just be a huge, unwieldy page. So what we do is we provide the first 20 rows up to the first 20 rows, and let's go look at that. Two columns and 22 rows. Data in tabular format. Column one, row one, make. All right, so that's make in your first column. I'll go over one column to the right. Frequency, column two. And then I'll go down from here. Toyota, 28, row two. Chevrolet, 27, row three. I'm just going down. Mercedes, dash 26, row four. So we kind of get the gist now. Now, there's only 20 rows of data here. 20 of the data points roughly are included in this table. So what I can do is go down to the bottom. Mate, call one row 22. Download data at CSV button. And at the bottom of the table, there's a button where I can download all the data as a comma-separated values file, a CSV file. And then from there, I can go off and look at it with a text editor or within something like a Microsoft Excel or import it into some other program for analysis. What are some of the additional features that the Graphics Accelerator has? The Graphics Accelerator supports a variety of graphs. So it can sonify and provide text descriptions and, and tabular formats for five different data types, bar charts, line charts, histograms, scatter plots, and heat maps. And a heat map is basically a very dense scatter plot. Let's say you had a data set with 50,000 data points and you wanted to compare two continuous variables. Uh, typically, we would use a scatter plot to do that, but 
obviously 50,000 data points would just pile up and be unwieldy. But visually, you couldn't discriminate how many data points had piled up in those dense scenarios. Basically, a heat map helps you understand really dense scatterplots. There's a few more graph types that we're supporting, such as pie charts and a few others that are just text descriptions at this point. We haven't added bonification for them yet. The visual presentation of the pages that are created by the SAS Graphics Accelerator can be customized. So for the low vision users, we can increase the text size. We can change the background color and the foreground color. So that if you need white on black, you can do that. Or if you need black on white, that really high contrast, you can do that. Or some people really prefer like a yellow on black. And of course, they can do that as well. All the text description views and all the sonification views can use the color scheme and the text sizes that work for the individual users. This is all excellent stuff, Ed. Is the Graphics Accelerator available for both Mac and PC users? Yes, it is. At this moment right now, the SAS Graphics Accelerator is a free browser extension for Google Chrome. So if you install Google Chrome on your Windows PC or your Macintosh computer, you can just search the web for SAS Graphics Accelerator. And one of the first hits you will find is the page for the SAS Graphics Accelerator in the Chrome Web Store. That's great. What are some of the future updates that are going to be implemented into future versions of the software? One of the things that we're asking listeners to do, we'd love for your listeners to install the SAS Graphics Accelerator, maybe install SAS University Edition if they are have a need to analyze their own data, and give us some feedback. So some of the things that we've seen already coming in are uh, support for, for other graph types, and uh, more, more complex graph types, for example, um, and then the other kinds of things we'd like to do is is to take advantage of, um, you know, more complex ways of rendering information. So, for example, right now, um, this um, we've deliberately used technology that's very has a very low bar to access. So, what you need right now, it, this is this is free. So, what you need right now is is a browser. Uh, you need an internet connection, obviously. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be fast, and you need the free. Uh, extension, the free browser extension, which is the SAS Graphics Accelerator. So, um, and there's a there's an awful lot of people that have access to those tools, but there may be some people like Dr. Bauer, for example, who are who are willing to invest a little more money in, in some hardware or something like that, uh, that, that would, uh, you know, be, um, that would help them, you know, work with data on a daily basis because that's her job. Um, and, you know, we're interested in exploring what um, what those needs might be and what those opportunities are as far as newer technologies or more, more um, richer technologies that we could deploy. All right. That is great. What are some of the additional um, testimonials that you've received on the product? Well, um, you know, it's, it's pretty neat uh, to be able to access data visualizations, uh, mainstream data visualizations um, for folks who who haven't been able to do that. Um, not, not that we can't, you know, we've, we've had tactile graphics for quite some time, but the ability to, but the time and effort required to create tactile graphics um, can be a barrier for many of us with visual impairments. So one of the, um, one of the feedback, one of the pieces of feedback we've received quite a bit is an expression of joy over the fact that um, you can get firsthand access to a mainstream data visualization without having to wait for anyone uh, to do anything for you could be in the middle of the day or the middle of the night and um, can independently access data. It's, it's just, just a, a liberating feeling. Um, that's probably the biggest um, single piece of feedback we've received thus far. Amy and Ed, is there anything else you'd like to add? 
Well, I will just uh, second what Ed said about the need for a tool like this. Um, I did explore the possibility of using tactile graphics in my research, and I quickly realized that the time and effort and assistance needed to do it didn't fit the job description of for a professional scientist like myself. Um, so I think this digital um, accessibility method is right uh, along the right track, and I'm really looking forward to its uh, further development. I just wanted to add that for teachers of the visually impaired, um, I, I hope that they'll give the SAS Graphics Accelerator a look if they're if they're listening or or professors, um, because uh, you know I'm very much interested in younger students, um, you know, all the way down to third grade, um, learning uh, how to access graphs. Uh, so that they can, you know, math is a cumulative subject. And if you miss out early in those early grades and you don't have a good concept, uh, you don't develop the, you know, the skills, the quantitative skills, then you'll miss out in middle school, uh, and you'll, and you'll miss the pipeline to the really fun careers out there in STEM and research and science. So, um, I would encourage, uh, teachers of the vision impaired to take a look. And if they have any questions, they can, uh, they can contact us at Accessibility at sas.com is our email address, accessibility at sas.com. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us today, and I hope that the new and we hope that the new accelerator will create accessible graphs just for the blind and visually impaired. Thanks. Thank you. Before we go, I welcome your comments on this program, listeners. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website that's Speaking Out for the Blind More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash for dash the Dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. With the tagline of, you don't need sight, cook dinner tonight, cooking in the dark will leave your mouth watering. Host Dell and Cheryl serve up a plethora of tasty treats and delectable dishes topped off with a healthy garnish of humor on a weekly basis. To view the complete archive of Cooking in the Dark programs, please visit www.cookinginthedark.com. 
www.libsyn.com. We leave you with a montage of prior Cooking in the Dark episodes. Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings, and I'm going to introduce to you the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight, Dale Campbell. Man, Heidi Ho. We're going to have to uh, get something up to keep these rambunctious people out of the kitchen. We're going to start off with the honey chicken wings. Let's turn our attention to this um, delicious 21st century macaroni and cheese. Salmon croquets. I'm also going to tell you how to make either a killer red sauce or a very delicious herb tartar. Join Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings for Cooking in the Dark. Cooking in the Dark is heard Saturdays on ACB Radio Mainstream at 10 p.m. Eastern, repeating every two hours through Sunday. The American Council of the Blind has established the Legacy Society to honor and recognize individuals who have communicated their intentions to include ACB in their estate plans via a bequest or another type of planned gift. We want to acknowledge individuals for including ACB in their will while they are still living so that we can thank them for their commitment to perpetuating ACB's good work for years to come. Says ACB President Kim Charlson, more information about the Legacy Society and how you can help is available from Tom Tobin, Director of Development at ttobin, T-T-O-B-I-N, at acb.org, or by phone at 800-424-8666, option 5. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio and for considering ACB's future financial needs. ACB Radio. Hey, how you doing, everybody? I'm Brian McKnight for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Give your keys to a friend, because friends don't let friends drive drunk. You're like a dream come true, too. Just wanna be with you, three. Girl is plain to see. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Saturday nights on ACB Radio Mainstream. Mincing. Flipping. Eating. Yummy. Dropping. I want people to not feel so self-conscious, and I think a lot of blind people do. Now I'm going to flip this pancake. Really? Yep. (laughs) Ooh, sorry. We all can make mistakes and laugh about them. Yeah. (laughs) Don't laugh. This is our promo. Whoops. I think we'll have a lot of fun. What else is there to say? Watch for it. Hey, Debbie, you think we did okay? Yes. Every Saturday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream.